Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Remember to visit our website at www.revivalministry.co.za where you can sign up to receive more of these powerful messages. Okay, so let's turn to Isaiah 55 verse 1. It says, Wait and listen. Everyone who is thirsty, come to the waters and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk. And the Amplified says, come buy priceless spiritual wine and milk without money and without price. Simply for the self-surrender that accepts the blessing. This is in the Amplified. I love how the Amplified sometimes just, just helps us understand what's going on. So let me read that again. Come to the waters, he who has no money. Come buy and eat. Come buy priceless spiritual wine and milk without money and without price. And then he's saying, just by the fact that you self-surrender and accept the blessing, you will receive it. So you don't have to pay for it. But if something in your heart says, I actually receive the blessing, then you're going to receive it. There is a self-surrender that takes down that takes place when you're going to receive a blessing. Anyone ever received anyone big from a friend? Any, anything big from a friend? A big gift from a friend? And normally you say, oh, are, you, are you sure? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you, you're saying to yourself, I, I don't know how I, I can accept this. And something in you needs to surrender to receive. Does that make sense? So don't strive, don't come with money to buy the spiritual blessings of God. Just self-surrender. Put yourself in the place where you can receive. Um, I wanted to share this story last week and I never got to it, but I feel it's just so important in terms of this. Um, in, the, in Genesis 24, there's a story of, of Abraham and he, he wants to find a wife for his son Isaac, back from his homeland, the wife from his homeland. So he sends his servant, Eliezer, if, if that's how you say it, Eliezer. And he sends his servant, his, his senior servant, his head servant, back to go and find a wife. And so Eliezer goes, and we know that he meets um, Isaac's wife at the well, and... And then something happens. He also meets um, her, her brother, Laban. And so he knows God is in this moment. He, he tells the story of how the Holy Spirit told him to wait there. And how the woman who came and, 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 and offered to, to draw water for his camels would be the, the wife of, of Isaac. And so he relates the story and he's like, Obviously, the Holy Spirit is here. Obviously, God is here. And this woman came and did exactly as what the Holy Spirit said. And, and so he's relating the story to Laban. And Laban says, well, that's good. But um, before we let her go, don't you want to stay another 10 days? And Eliezer says, do not delay me. Because obviously... God has made me to be prosperous in this moment. Obviously, God has sent the gift for Isaac in this moment 
So please don't delay me. Not even 10 days. God's poured out his gift. What does he do? He, he, he takes it. He receives it straight away. And he goes back. And the next generation, young Jacob comes to the same town. Meets the same guy, Laban. And it says Jacob stayed 30 days. And then Jacob was coerced to work for seven years for a wife. And then he was coerced again, tricked again to stay another seven years. So here we have a story, and if we read Jacob's story just on its own, it doesn't make full sense unless you understand Eliezer, who came before him and recognized what Laban was trying to do. And he said, I'm not going to hang around even for 10 days. I'm out of here. Jacob bought his wife with his time. And he paid twice as much as what he, would, what he should have. Eliezer bought without money. He bought without time. He bought by what? The promise and the testimony of God. Does that make sense? If the two are, are if you see the two in, in, in parallel to each other. So, come and drink. Anyone who is thirsty and buy without money. What are you buying by? You're buying with the presence and the voice and the promise of God. Don't delay me when I'm prosperous. <laughs> Don't let anything take what I've been given. You see, Jacob had some old ways that he carried into the promised land, if I can put it that way. And his old ways were that he didn't feel or believe that he could just receive a blessing. So he believed that he needed to deceive his father to receive a blessing. He didn't believe that he could just surrender and receive a blessing. And so he carried that with him. And when introduced to Laban, he f Laban, I, I, when reading this, I, I recognized that, that Laban actually preyed on his vulnerability. That Laban actually, actually recognized his inability to just receive a blessing. And he decided, well, we're going we're gonna to use this guy. We're going to manipulate him. Hey, what should I give to my... You're my family. Anyone heard that? We're family. Blood is thicker than water. So, here are my requests. But remember, we're family. And he says, you're family. Don't just work for money, work, work for a wife. And so he gets tricked and deceived because he's carried the belief that he can't just receive a blessing. What if Laban just said, I have the best for you. We're family and I want you to marry the best. Here's your wife. You're free to go. What if? You see, so some of us 
step into traps, step into situations, because we carry old ways that say, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that I can actually receive a blessing. I, I don't, I'm not sure that God loves me enough to pour out His best for me. I'm not sure that, that God really actually wants the best for me. And so when we come into a situation, we could fall prey to someone who recognizes that in the same way that Jacob did, and it cost him 14 years. See, Hebrews 9 verse 8 says, The Holy Spirit points out the way into the true holy of holies. And it points out that the way is not yet thrown open as long as the former tabernacles remain, tabernacle remains a recognized institution and is still standing. But as I read that, I, just, I realized that the Amplified just once again talks about the tabernacle. It describes the tabernacle as the outer portion. And this is what I, what I realized. The Holy Spirit wants to point out a way for you. The Holy Spirit is pointing out a way to experience the fullness of God, all that God has for you. If I'm more focused on the external than I am on the internal, then the Holy Spirit can't point out the way. Because what the Holy Spirit wants to give always starts in the heart. It always prepares you from the inside. And some people think, hey, well, if I have this car, if I, if, I, if I have this job, or if I dress in this way, or spray this perfume, or whatever it is, then people are going to see me in a certain way. And God's saying, no, it's all on the inside. It's all on the inside. If Jesus said, it's not what you eat that defiles you, but it's what comes out of the heart that defiles you, then the opposite is true. It's not what you receive that blesses you. It's what's on the inside that blesses you. It's that stream of living water that flows up out of you from the inside out. That's what blesses you. And so when Jacob wrestled with God, he literally went in wrestling the old way. Wrestling God externally. With his physical strength. And finally God says, what is your name? And it's like the Holy Spirit struck him with lightning. God renamed him. And he realized, wow, I have been wrestling on the outside all of my life. And the Holy Spirit says, now come and buy without what is external. Come and buy with what bubbles up on the inside of you. Streams of living waters. Verse 2 of Isaiah 55 asks the question, Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your earnings for that which does not satisfy? Hearken diligently, diligently to me and eat what is good. And let your soul delight itself in the fatness of spiritual joy. Come on, I thought you guys were going to jump up out of your seats and just celebrate 
And yes, yes, the Bible says, yes, Isaiah is saying, don't waste your money on what can never satisfy. But spend your time and your effort and your, your energy on only that, on that which can satisfy you from the inside. So that you may delight your, so that your soul may delight itself in the fatness of spiritual joy. I believe that's what our children are doing upstairs. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is like living water. In Psalm 1 verse 3, we know this well. It says, And he shall be like a tree firmly planted by the streams of water. Say, I will be like a tree firmly planted by the streams of living water, ready to bring forth fruit in its season. It's, okay, you don't have to repeat with me there. <laughs> but I really, I'm grateful for your, um, what's the word, your enthusiasm, Etienne, just, just. <laughs> Yes, Psalm 1 verse 3 is saying, You will be like a tree planted by streams of water ready to bring forth. Just say ready. ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Your leaf won't fade or wither. And here's the most important thing. Everything he does shall prosper. Can you believe that? That everything you do will prosper. Prosper, everything, just everything. How many of you believe that everything? Come on, man. Just, just I don't know who arranged so far day today. <laughs> May everything they do prosper. <laughs> okay, let's just see those hands. How many of you believe that? Everything. Some of you are like, the hands just like not wanting to come off that lap there. Everything you do. You see, if you genuinely believe that everything you do will prosper, why? Because you're a tree planted by streams of living water, then it's going to redirect what you choose to do because you're no longer going to be doing things to feed the external but you're going to be doing things to feed the spiritual and guess what the external grows out of the spiritual so can I just see again how many of you believe that everything you do will prosper so you as a church, as we as a church, we're, we're making a commitment to be planted by streams of living water so that what flows out of us definitely prospers. This, this is God's promise for us. I, I don't know, you know, I, some people don't think that God wants them to prosper. And God wants us to prosper. He said, go into all the earth and take dominion of a little bit of the earth 
of some of it, of all of it. So we have to believe, each person individually, each, each of us collectively as a church, that we will prosper in all we do. The leaves of a tree represent the fact that everything will prosper. Leaves represent prosperity. If you see a dry tree, what do you think? It's dry. If you see a green tree, what do you think? There's life. There's sustenance. Something is sustaining it, feeding it. Imagine yourself walking through the desert as we sang earlier and you see green trees. What are you thinking? There's water. There's life. I'm going to prosper there. Streams, they represent something else. They represent Always new. Always new. This is just something I shared. When you stand by a stream and you look at the water, it, what's it doing? So the water that was in front of you one moment is gone. And what's replaced it? New. New water. The whole time. If, you, if you're now in the desert and you find a little pool that's been lying there, green algae around the edges, dead things floating upside down in it, are you going to go and drink? But a stream, crystal clear water, it's, it's new. And this is the thing about Living next to a stream is God constantly brings the new. And that's one of the keys to expecting God's prosperity is also to accept the fact that God makes all things new. When? Once every 10 years? Once a year? Happy New Year! This year's going to be different. <laughs> Monday. I'm going to start my diet tomorrow. It's Monday. <laughs> so I'm going to have dessert on Sunday. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Let me just say this. God... Let me give you a clue. It's light, and then it's dark. And then it's light again. So every day is a new day. Every single day. I, sometimes I wake up, and there's leftovers of yesterday's emotions. And I tell myself, it's a new day. That emotion that I'm feeling is just a memory of yesterday. And God's given me a new day. And I'm a new person. And I look at my wife and I go, hello. She goes, whew, need to get to brush your teeth, bro. (laughs) 
else married in the house? <laughs> Indy, like, good morning. So great. <laughs> but I often, when as soon as I feel yesterday's emotions, I go, goodbye leftovers. Today is a new day. And God's got something new in store for me. And I wake up and I go, Lord, what do you have in store for me today? It, I know it grinds my wife, but I wake up, I make a cup of coffee, and I run to the bench in the front, and I just want to spend 10 days. 10 minutes, not 10 days. 10 minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes with my cup of coffee going, God, what do you have in store for me today? It's an important question. God, what do you have in store for me today? Holy Spirit, will you come and just let your stream just flow over me today? Just, just show me what's new. Because if I go into the day just expecting yesterday, I'm just going to have yesterday. I'm going to feel pop. Not lacquer. Unless yesterday was a lacquer day. I'm not going to feel great unless I go to the Holy Spirit and say, what's new? What's happening? Revelations, Revelation 21, verse 5 says, He who is seated on the throne said, See, I make all things new. Also he said, Record this, for these sayings are faithful and true. And he said, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I myself will give water without price from the fountain of the water of life. Revelation 22 verse 5 says, And there will be no more night. And I just was enjoying our garden yesterday morning, and, and we've got this evergreen tree in, in our yard. And it's different to all the other trees in the yard, in that the other trees in our yard, they look pretty sad in winter. Like, some of them in February already start reminding us that winter's coming back again. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, not again. <laughs> and then they lose all their leaves, and they're just dry. They look dry. Obviously, there's life happening, and... and God made them that way, and they're also beautiful. But, but there's this tree that's evergreen. I want to film it one day, because I don't know when it happens, but it's like one day it's just there green, and then it's greener, and then pff, all the leaves fall out from the inside. And I just felt God saying, that's what it means to when God says there'll be no night. Some people think they have to go through long, dry seasons before God gives them what is new. They feel like they have to lose their leaves in February and, and wait for months or years on end before God gives them something new. But God's saying if, if, you're, if you're planted by the streams of living water, you're going to bear what's new. And then you're going to get rid of what is old. But you're not going to have this in-between season. This in-between season of dryness, of wilderness, of... God, if you're planted, come on, if, if you're planted by the streams, you don't have to throw off what's bearing life and wait 
until you can bear something new again. Some people don't like what is new because they're afraid of losing what they have. And they've perhaps experienced long periods of not having life, of not having um, prosperity. And God's saying, I'm going to grow what's new on top of what you already have, and then you're going to discard what you don't need anymore. That's how trees planted by streams of living water stay full of life. But, but he goes further than that. Remember, you, you, you repeated um, Psalm 1 verse 3 that says, you will bring forth fruit in its season. Let, let's just read a little bit further. Revelation 22 verse 1, we're going to go back a bit. It says, then he showed me the river whose waters give life, sparkling like crystal, flowing out from the throne room of God. And through the middle of the broadway of the city, on either side of the river, was the tree of life, with its twelve varieties of fruit, yielding each month its fresh crop. Some, some people don't surrender to receive because they think it's not the season. Because they don't think it's the time. And here's the thing. The city of God isn't some place far away. It's not some place way ahead in the future. It's not some place in another dimension. This place doesn't have to be destroyed for that place to come. God says we are the city of God. And he no longer resides in one city. He resides in the hearts and minds of every person. And he wants to be that stream that flows down the middle of the street. Just picture that there's a stream flowing down. And together we're that city. But we're also the trees planted by streams, by the stream. And we bear fruit. Monthly. God wants to give us something new. By that, I just, God wants to produce something new in us regularly. Next year is not going to be better than this year. Next month is going to be better. Tomorrow is going to be better than today. Especially when you tap into the stream and you're receiving that which is new. It says in verse 3 of Revelation 22, there shall no longer exist anything that is accursed. Just listening to Gary sharing on blessing each other on Saturday last week, he just, so, he just put it so well that many of us are afraid to say, I bless you. Or don't understand what it means to say I bless you. Or don't understand the realness of the spiritual blessing. The moment someone says you're cursed, you feel the heebie-jeebies. And so it says in this verse, anything that is accursed, it, it won't exist. There will no longer exist anything that is accursed. In other words, 
There will no longer exist anything that is the opposite of being blessed. There will no longer exist any state other than you're blessed. And you're blessed, and you're blessed, and you're blessed. And this is not a blessing and prosperity message. This is me tapped into the Spirit of God, receiving exactly what He wants for me. And God said, go and take dominion of the earth. And, and in Genesis it says, He blessed them. In other words, He desired the very best for them so that they would prosper. But the throne of God and the Lamb of God shall be in it, and His servants shall worship Him and honor Him and do Him holy service because of who He is. Is that good? Bless you guys. Bless you guys. Let's stand. We're going to just receive... Gary, can I ask you to do a prayer of blessing over the congregation? Just as you would with, with Lamb. And um, we're going to then do a song afterwards, so you can just invite everyone to worship after that. Bless you, Gary. I bless your spirit to lead your soul and your body so that you can be attentive to Holy Spirit. I bless you to hear well from him all that he wants to give you. I bless you to delight in him and enjoy him. And I bless you to receive all the blessings that he wants to give you I bless you to abide in him. Stay close to him. And be available for him to guide you and to use you. To be expectant for what he wants to give you. And how he wants to work in and through you. I bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Remember to visit our website at www.revivalministry.co.za where you can sign up to receive more of these powerful messages.